there. Welcome to the very first episode of Sound Pollution, a music podcast featuring up-and-coming and or independent musicians. It's here where we will make some noise discussing songwriting, concerts and performances, inspirations, and frankly, whatever else comes to mind. In this very special episode... I interviewed Uncle Brent of Uncle Brent and the No Stone. We discuss a lot of things. Too much to fit into one episode, honestly. Um, we talk about songwriting, writing with others, sometimes others that are very far away. Inspirations, advice, and the stories on three pretty fucking awesome tracks. So hang out. My name is Uncle Brent, and I'm in a band called Uncle Brent and the No Stone. We are a Americana rock band out of the Austin area, and we would just play rock and have a good time. Well, why did you start playing music? I started playing music when I was, uh, well, playing and actually songwriting. I actually started writing songs first. So I was a little kid, and I grew up in Bandera, Texas. Cowboy capital of the world, y'all. Yeehaw. <laughs> and, um, so we kind of lived in town and, it, you know, it only had like three blocks. So it wasn't a large town. But so mm. in the mornings, I hated going to school. And so I would walk to the school. And as I was walking to the school during my second year of first grade, I would, um, yes. I would like, drunk. I would be singing to the birds and, you know, a walk that should take me 10 minutes probably took me 30 to 45 because I was so excited to start the day off with the class. <laughs> that was as a six-year-old. So, you know, it was only going to go uh, uphill from there. But so that's kind of when I, my first thing in music, but my parents went to church a lot. So I played, uh, I sang, you know, like probably every person in the U.S. does. In, mm-hmm. in the church and stuff but you know and then I went into junior high and I started playing tuba playing in the band but playing tuba in the band just didn't really fill that void in my life you mm-hmm. know so then I started playing guitar and playing bass and so that's kind of how it started but I didn't really start picking up guitar until I was in a my teens and I didn't actually really try to learn it till I was a adult. So. Okay. So kind of a later start with the guitar, but, but it, did it feel like you were kind of finding a piece of yourself when you, when you really did pick it? Um, no, I, I think, I think I've always had like a deep connection to music and I'm kind of a, I've been told I'm kind of weird especially, you know, by family, because, you know, they all think someone that's different is weird, but I just, I've always had a deep connection to music. And so as a kid, we lived out in the country, so there wasn't anything to do, but work and do more work. Mm -hmm. So when I, you know, I would hide away in my room and, you know, or play my records or read over lyrics, trying to figure out how they wrote stuff, you know, yeah, that stuff. And, but but when I started playing, I was actually able to start communicating differently and processing my life. If that makes any sense. Oh, that makes total sense. It- and so 
So I would, and even now I'll write a song and I'm, I'm kind of intentional when I do most things, except for when I write. Okay. But when I write, I just try to channel whatever that force is that you channel into to, to create. Sometimes it's your pain. Sometimes it's your anger. Seldom times it's my joy. Um, yeah. normally, normally when I write, I write out of anger or, uh, or, uh, sadness. Those are kind of when I'm at my best and a lot. So kind of tapping into those things and I just let those flow. And then later on I figure out, Oh, that was about this. You were very unhappy right there. <laughs> it's like having an audible journal, an audio it, journal. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy when you've written when you've written long enough, you kind of have a little story of m maybe not in words what you're going through, but if you write music, you have a musical soundtrack. You know, because I, I co-write songs too, and when I co-write, I kind of do most of the music. Mm-hmm rather than all the lyrics. Um, and, and so you kind of figure out where I'm at, right. When, when I start writing music and stuff Okay. You know, in the life. So you can line up all my songs and go, Oh, he sucked then, but he was kind of happy or, Oh, <laughs> he was, he was broken hearted or, you know, boy, this marriage was not going good for him. No, this was not working. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of, a lot of what I do. It's, pretty therapeutic you know but it's not purposeful i don't i don't write to actually figure out what was wrong with me i mean if i was capable of figuring that out i would have probably uh, wrote a book and be helping people but don't you think you're helping people in a way because like when you're going through things like that and you're writing and you're sharing even though it's not to make them feel better it's just kind of your outlet people are going to pick up on that and they might relate to it and might you know, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm so hungover, I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> well, I I think, you know, I think our live stuff when we play a live show is more for mm -hmm. other people. Um, our goal when we play a live show is more like, hey, your life is tough, your life is hard, and if you're regular, kind of like we are. Mm -hmm. you know, come on out we're gonna play a few songs you leave your bags at the door you come in have a few drinks we'll laugh i'll probably talk to you and make you uncomfortable and <laughs> if you're uncomfortable that's where i want you because the whole idea is to kind of have a sense of community and that you're you're not alone and not be so damn serious and hard all the time Exactly. I definitely got that from that little live, that live track you sent. I was like, they're having fun, they're having actual fun. Is that the way the Austin area is like more loose musically or is it kind of more of a little, little tight knit communities? I think it depends on how actively you are able to engage. So, okay. so I have a wife, four kids, a daytime job, and then I have a band and then I play solo. Wow. And and so I have a lot going on. So I'm not as actively able to engage as other people. But when I do find bands I like in the area, mm -hmm. I like to go see them and I like to support them. 
And I've also been told I'm weird for that too, just because I will wear like, like there are two bands here. I just really like, and mm -hmm. I think some of it is because there's, they're similar to they're, they don't sound like us, but their approach to, to, they're just really sarcastic and, right. and it's, and one is like way more sarcastic than the other. And so I, I I will wear their shirts to my shows and their gear to my shows and I'll do videos in their gear and my wife's like you should be wearing your own stuff and I was like yeah but I want other people to hear these guys at this point if I was going to be a star I would already be a star you know and so you know the few people that do come to our shows and listen I want them to know about these guys cuz these guys are younger they have a bunch of cool stuff going on and i want to see them succeed right you know i mean not that i don't like not that i'm like wanting to fail you know i just i want to see people that i listen to and respect their songs i want to see them succeed as far as the the group here you kind of for me i kind of find people that i like mm -hmm. and then i insert myself in their lives, whether they like it or not. <laughs> You're like, I am here to annoy you. And you know, that can go two ways. Cause some people, cause I, I get really excited just about music and people that have similar ideas or I hear something that they do. And so I get really excited. So I'm kind of an excited fan and I'm not, I'm not, I'm either all or nothing. There is no in between. It's if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. You know, initially we used to just be called, our band used to be called just the No Stone. Mm -hmm. And so it was weird to come out and see me when I was doing a solo show and call it the No Stone. Because I've pretty much, you know, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do all the work or I'm going to do something solo, I need to do something so I don't have to maintain 50,000 different separated media, social media sites, websites and stuff. And so I just started calling us Uncle Brent and the No Stone. So Uncle Brent is, you know, I enjoy being an uncle more than I enjoy being a father sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, it's just so much, sometimes it's way more rewarding to be an uncle, to be like, all right, let's do this. Oh, we're done. <laughs> but let's talk about the songs that you, that you said. Forget You really felt like, reminiscent to me of like the Jitten Blossoms era. Tell us what that's about. Because it seemed a little angry too, a little angrier than the other ones. <laughs> I, was, I was really, there, there are a few songs where I was really angry and that was one of them. And that one had to do with, I was in this poor relationship with this incredibly horrible person that we will not name because of legal reasons. So, so I lived with this person and we had kids together and stuff. Some people call that a marriage, but I call that a nightmare. And um, <laughs> so I don't like it when people tell you what to do, but I, I really hate it when people go, oh, you can't do that. And they imply that it's because you're stupid, you're an idiot, you suck. And it's like a double put down without just coming out and saying that. Right. And so that song is all about that. And it, to me, it's talking about 
three specific people that have experienced things. And the first one is about a person that has disabilities and he's just trying to make it through what he's doing. And it's about him and his struggle to his parents and all these people telling him he can't do anything. And so he's like, oh yeah, well, fuck you. I'm going to go do something. And he goes to the Olympics. Awesome. And then the second one is about kind of about body image and how people put other people down and tell them, Oh, you can't, you can't, you're not attractive. You can't be attractive. You're ugly. And your parents dress you funny, things like that. <laughs> but th- that one's about, you know, that second verse is about that. And uh, then the third, the third, the third one, a lot of people think is uh, political and it's, eh, I don't really mean it that way, but it has to do with, you know, some people said I was dumb. I was much too dumb to be the president. Mm-hmm. And that more goes with whenever people tell other people they can't do something because they're not smart. And mm-hmm. and they may not be, but you don't need to be telling them that. Let them figure that out on their own if they're not right. smart. You know, but unfortunately, what I figured out is the least smart people tend to never notice they're not smart. And then the course is just don't. I'm just trying to say, don't let anyone tell you what to do. You know, you do what you need to do to be happy and, you know, barring injuring anyone emotionally, (laughs) physically, you know, do what you need to do to be happy. And don't let anyone, if you like doing something and you need to do something, you do that. And and so that's kind of what F you is about or forget you is about.
And but yes, I was angry when I wrote that. I could I could hear the angry because it was way different. The tone was d- different in that one compared to Bullets and Her Pain. And by the way, Her Pain, I need you to get out of my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that hit a little close to home. What, why don't you tell everybody what that one's about? Um, Her Pain is kind of an observation for me and me trying to, I think, I think women have a really hard time. Not that, you know, I have an easy time, but I think men and women have different challenges as far as yeah. being parents. Hardships are different. And especially as women, you know, for the last few years, women have been, y'all are in a transition. You know, men have men have been in charge for a while and we're letting go of that responsibility as, as we're realizing, you know, we're not the smartest gender in the world. <laughs> we may be the hairiest, but we're not the smartest. Right. And and so I think y'all's arc in development as a gender, it you're still growing. You know, you had the women's rights movement, and even now y'all are still having to fight about your bodies. And- oh yeah. It's ridiculous and it shouldn't be that way in twenty twenty. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But um Y'all are still working with that. So that's about, you know, me and my wife used to drive to work together and we both work full-time jobs and, you know, and, and I have a band on the side, you know, so I'm not always there. So it's kind of hard for her Yeah. Sometimes because I have to be gone because if I don't do music, everyone's going to be miserable. Right. So I have to be gone, which puts a strain on her, you know, so she's working she uh, cooks. She has all these things she has to do. And all she ever really wanted to do was have a family, have kids and raise her kids. Right. So that song is about her having to give that up to go to work so we can survive. And so she's given up. And that's the only thing you have of any real worth in this life is the time you have here. And yeah. if you think about it, when we work, we are basically giving up our useful time on this planet you know we're working and putting off things we love to do or like to do or at least that's what it is with me because i do not live for work and and so that song kind of kind of about women so i kind of just i really had to i started trying to put myself in her shoes you know what she had to do i put on the dress and the wig and the bra, <laughs> you know to, to really and listen to her and try to figure out, you know, what she was saying. And then I ended up writing it in the third person, but I really had to put myself in her place, you know, and, and in some ways it was kind of easy because, you know, in the song you're talking about, she loves her family, but she hates this job and she's going to a job she hates. Well, I can relate to that. And right. most, most men and women can all relate to that because, you know, we work for the weekend. Yeah. Did that song give you a new way, a new sort of appreciation for what what she goes does for you guys? Um, that song was never supposed to be recorded because it was so personal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, I don't even think I played it for my wife because I was afraid of her reaction. Um, and and she's cool, but it was uh, it was personal. It was it was really personal. So I wasn't planning on even recording it. 
But I think to write that song, I had to go, you know, I said, I put on the dress, I put on the wig, put on the bra, you know, not physically. Well, maybe when I was younger, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I was just mom's shoes. It's fine. But I, I mean, it does, it does give you a taste. So when I, when I'm uh, kind of pissed off about stuff and things aren't going well and, and so I have to go back and I have to think about that stuff. Well, you know, she has the same shit going on in her life yeah. that you're going through right now. But that song was never supposed to be recorded. It was an accident. Oh, how, how is it an accident that it got recorded? I'm confused. Well, okay, it wasn't an Did accident. somebody sneak it? <laughs> well, see, I, I had a producer on this last album, AJ Vallejo. I was working with him in we gotten four songs done and I was like, dude, I'm done. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, that's not an EP. He goes, you need five to six songs. And I was like, no, really, I'm done. He goes, no, no, you're not. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, go pick out your five best songs or songs that you think are good and I'll pick one. And so I picked out four, which I actually thought he was going to pick. And one of them I really love, and I was hoping he would go with that one. But And I said, all right, I'll just throw this one in here because he's not going to want to listen to it. He's not going to pick that. And that was the one he picked. Lights, then changes lane. 